Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast. I'm back. We're here. What's up, Rags? He's back. Circle of trust broken right out the gate. <laughs> yep. Okay, <laughs> Carm. I thought Carm wasn't here today. I'm sorry. The phone gets I'm blasted sorry. right here. Look at this. Yeah, Rags is already Well, uh, come on. You knew I was going to be the first one to mess this up. It's okay. Studio H. We're calling it Studio H. Like it. I wanted to call it preparation age. I have a okay. <laughs> I have a question. Well, that was the last hour. I just want the ready. chat to, to know like is it working? Is the audio working? Everything working? I think it's <laughs> Yeah, so oh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right. Yeah, we are uh trying some things out for training camp because we we were our, we, we want to do the best shows possible for you guys and have wow. a training camp covered wall to wall, which is our plan. Less than a week away, which is crazy to think about, Braggs. It's exciting. Report day is on Tuesday. Um, I have a lot to get caught up on myself. Because, you know, I don't, I, when I go on vacation in July, I try to unplug. Admirable. I couldn't do that. Like, I go to Florida at the end of August for a week, and I'm going to attempt what you did to just completely unplug. Don't look at Slack. Don't look at Twitter. Don't look at anything. I just, I'm not physically capable of that. It's easier to do some parts of the year than others. Mm-hmm. July to me is like, I don't know. You tell me, did I miss anything? We did not get a pass rusher. Okay. <laughs> Still need a pass rusher. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah. So we'll have some tales from vacation and um, obviously a, a ton of bears talk for you today, as well as we get closer and closer to training camp. Um did, one question I have for Rags though, right away, because as unplugged as I was, I could not avoid seeing whether it was coming through text messages or every once in a while when I was checking Twitter. Did you get enough Justin Fields working out videos over the last couple of weeks? We've gotten a few. We've got like a few. It's, it's never enough for me. Um, you know, they're always, especially when he's going in at midnight the other night. That was great to see. How about the video yesterday that the Bears put out? Of the kid that was dressed up like Fields and, and Fields threw him up in the air. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. He gets it. He gets it on a lot of different levels as far as his work ethic and the way he, you know, is with the fans. And, and it's just really cool to see. And a little CHGO low on the uh, How about it? Zach Pickens episode, too. How about it? Bears put out. That was pretty like cool. That. little Hollywood hoag to start the, the Zach Pickens uh from our from our draft party, so 
why they're tuning in. No, I'm not above saying that that was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. That was awesome. So I uh, said yesterday that, like, because Carm asked me, like, how would I feel if that happened to me? And I was like, well, personally, when they when the Bears go on to win the Super Bowl, I need it to be the video of me humping the bear. They can add that to their little <laughs> montage if they'd like. We'll give them the footage. You think they'll use that eventually? I mean, I think it's a momentous, you know, occasion, of course. I, I think it was it was a great moment in CHGO sports history. So, uh, we do have a super chat. Yeah? Let's go. From eyes. I don't think people can hear me. I don't know what's going on with the mics, so. Okay. Can they hear us? Yeah. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> it's just not through those, I don't think. We're trying to figure that out. Okay. Well, we're working you, through it. You want to read the super chat? Uh, if you can see it or no. Let me see if I can see it. Yes. Welcome back, Ho. Unrelated, but who's going to be the Daniel Braverman of this training camp? Okay. Interesting question. That's a good question. Interesting question. Um, let me pull up the roster real quick. Okay. I feel like I have... Who's the guy that has kind of some uh, return, um, punt return background? I think he oh, are the, you thinking of... I think he might be the guy that flashes. Uh, Cruikshank? Yeah, uh, yeah, Cruikshank. Aaron but Cruikshank. He's, but he's been in the league, right? No, he's a rookie. Okay. Yeah. I uh, always get him with the guy, I think, from Tennessee. Didn't Tennessee have a Cruikshank, I feel like? Regardless. Well, Dane Cruikshank was on the Bears. He came from Tennessee, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, that's where I'm getting it confused. But yeah, Cruikshank is going to be the, the hot name at camp. Well, it's usually a wide receiver, right? Yep. Uh, Tanner Gentry, my Tanner guy. Gentry, Daniel Braverman, Dane Sonsenbacher. Sonsenbacher. Undersized white guys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who's going to be the next Wes Welker? <laughs> well, I don't know if any of those guys were Wes Welker. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, the mics are back. We're good? Audio is good. We're hey, and that's, why we're, All that's right. why we're getting things right. Yeah. Because we are getting ready for training camp. Well, it was – this is – it is preparation H it's preparation because, H because uh, we could have done that. We could have just waited to go live Tuesday when right. training camp starts and just right. be like, let's see Then we would have the issue on training camp. Yeah, I'll so, be in Whistler in Canada. Well, Columbia, so. That's bad planning by you. Great planning. I think <laughs> it sounds or great planning. However you look at it. That's a, that's an Adam Johns move, by the way, I'm just going to Ireland the first week of bears training camp. Okay. Well, you know, John's gets a lot of flack these days from what I hear on Twitter. Yeah. Well, you know, Hey, I, I showed up on time. I, I was here early today. You know, sources say he's not as great at that. Okay. I'm not revealing. You, you my were here early. <laughs> I just revealed. Uh, I do have a, did we answer that? <laughs> no, I, I was trying to call. I, here's one. I think I, th- I, I could see it being, um, Darice fountain. Okay. Um, yeah, because who was the kid last year out of Gary, Indiana, that he, he flashed? But the reason I'm saying Darius Fountain is because when we've watched OTAs, now he's um, – this is going to be for different reasons, though. But when we watch OTAs, he's a bigger – he almost looks like a tight end, actually. I'm surprised he's only listed as 6'1". He looks like a big guy out there. And he just you just look at him and he's been making some plays here and there and i just feel like fans are gonna be like who's that guy like he's gonna be very noticeable um and make some plays along the way so i don't know that's what i'm throwing out right now well you know and you have pj walker as your backup mm-hmm. right nathan peterman is your third string uh guys guys that have played in the nfl so when you get to second and third team at camp those quarterbacks are gonna make 
those players look better than they actually appear, you know, because they're going up against third string defenses, second string defenses. So uh, at times you can get fooled at camp. And I have been victim of this many of times at camp because there's nothing more fun than watching the ball go in the air, uh, you know, at bourbon a or house hall now. So uh, yes, uh, he's probably a great candidate for this. All right. Well, there was some news yesterday that could affect uh, a key bears player. Perhaps the yep. guy who's next in line for a contract extension, um, and that being Cole Komet. But the player who got a contract right before the franchise tag deadline uh, was Evan Ingram, tight end on the Jacksonville Jaguars, former first-round pick of the New York Giants. Um, three years, $41.25 million over the course of that deal, $24 million fully guaranteed. Um and a lot of that front loaded to the first year of the contract. So your, let's see, your average annual value is 13.75 million over those three years. And immediately I saw it on Twitter uh, as I was working back into the work life last night. Surprisingly, you know, just would you pay Cole Komet that much money if that's what it takes? Is Cole Komet worth the same amount of money as Evan Ingram? Where do you come out on that? I mean, he's young. Cole's younger, right? Yes. So, I mean, and they're comparable as far as what they've done production wise in this league. So I, the answer, the simple answer is yes. It's just, you know, like when we had Brad Spielberger on from PFF, who does such a great job kind of breaking this down and in uh caveman terms for me to understand, <laughs> you know, it, it, the tight end market, just, they're not going to get a lot of money. So you know, there's going to be a dance there, I'm sure. Well, the one the one part of this I want to address, because I actually, I, I was just like, I was seeing people dismiss Cole Komet like so quickly. Like just, he's, he's just not worth that much money. He doesn't do one thing well enough to get that much. He does a lot of things well, but maybe not having like that one thing that he, He's just really, really good at. I want to give you some numbers here that I uh, I found. Um, a little player comp game that we like to do okay. sometimes. So, um, player, let, let me just give you Cole Komet's numbers here. Uh, 138 receptions, right at, uh, right at 1,400 yards, essentially, and nine touchdowns over his first three seasons. Um his last two seasons, which I think are a little bit more relevant because sometimes your rookie year is weird, especially his on the Bears. Uh, 60 catches two years ago, 612 yards, and then, of course, the notori- notorious zero touchdowns that season, Yeah, um, which is part of the conversation for dropped, sure. Dropped a couple. Yeah. Um, but he comes so, – so through two years, he only had two touchdowns, and you can't really ignore that. But then he turned that around last year. 50 catches – so it went down a little bit, 544 uh, receiving yards, but added seven touchdowns, which increases his value. Which is, was fourth most among tight ends in all in the entire NFL. Yeah. So here's a, a different tight end who used to play for the Bears. Okay. And I'm going to give you his year two numbers. 
54 receptions, 574 yards. So there's actually a little bit less than Cole Komet. I was going to say, I, I thought you were just repeating Cole Komet. Yeah, stats. but he did have the five touchdowns. It, Cole had zero in year two. Okay. But year three, we're talking 60 receptions, 612 receiving yards, and eight touchdowns. Essentially, if you combine those two and year two, year three numbers for both players, Mm -hmm. they're identical except for a few more touchdowns for player B, um, which, which matters. I'm not trying to diminish, diminish that. Do you know who, which player I'm talking about? It's gotta be Greg Olson, right? It's Greg Olson. It was either him or Martellus Bennett. And so I had to go with Olson. So Greg Olson first three years with the bears Uh, 25 more overall catches, uh, about 170 more receiving yards and six more touchdowns. So his numbers are better over the three years, mm-hmm. but most of that difference came in his rookie year. Yep. Whereas Cole's rookie year was a little. So if you really look at where the, both players were at in year two or year three, the trajectory, or at least in terms of the stats, are similar. However, I would also say with Cole Komet, when you watch him play, he's very similar to me in that like Greg Olson became a very good blocking tight end, a good all around tight end yep. who was maybe not ever, although I did, he did have a few years in there with Carolina where you might actually consider him the best tight end in football, but he, was, he had a lot of competition. We go back to the time period where obviously we look back on our like Mike Martz, what were you thinking? Just, you know, basically forcing Greg Olson out the door. Brandon Manamalayuna. <laughs> right. Now that was more of a scheme thing. But what I'm just trying to get at is let's not be in too big of a hurry here to say, oh, Cole Komet just doesn't deserve that. Right. Doesn't deserve that amount of money because you had a guy who was really good at a lot of different things who ended up being a Hall of Fame tight end, right? Hall of Fame caliber tight end. And I just don't want to see history repeat itself there. Yeah. I mean, to me. And by the way, I'm I want to write it right away. Sorry, I just I'm, I'm not sitting here saying like Cole Komet's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying don't rush him out the door because you still don't know where that growth can can happen. Sure. And when you consider those comparable stats, Greg Olson, you also have to take into consideration the chemistry that Jay Cutler and Greg Olson had, you know, and, and conversely to Justin Fields and Cole Komet, who started to build that chemistry last year. So, you know it's obviously money on the table time for both these guys coming up this year, especially if Cole Komet can't get a contract extension done before the season. But, you know, at the same time, he is a very good blocker, not just good, a very good blocker. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would have to, you know, I would have to go. Wasn't the knock on Greg Olson early in his career is that, that he, he wasn't a good exactly, enough blocker. Exactly. I think he got so, better at that as he, as he, right. especially he was a pass catching tight end. You know, that's kind of why Mike Martz didn't want him. Right. 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 And so to me, he adds another element there. You obviously Robert Tunyon comes into the fold. So it'll be interesting to see how the numbers divvy up between the tight ends, but you know, I'm with you. I mean, when you, when you look at it from a fan fantasy perspective, and I know we're talking reality football, but at the same time, fantasy is about production. And that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, tight end market is thin. Every person that's ever played fantasy football, you get three tight ends in the first couple rounds that everybody wants. And then after that, it falls off precipitously. So, 
Cole Komet to finish the year with four, the fourth most tight ends. I understand Justin Fields didn't have that many guys to throw to, but at the same time, as inept as this offense was for him to put up that kind of production and numbers last season with an abysmal offense, you got to feel good about going into this year with him and Robert Tunyon. It just, what will the numbers be, you know, as the season progresses between the two. And, and by the way, our awesome GM who is here today at studio H uh, Jake Flanagan telling us that Cole Komet needs just 57 receptions to actually surpass Greg Olson on the Bears all-time reception list. Um, and that would put Komet actually in the top 40 of receptions in Bears history. Not the highest bar to clear, no. clear there, but I, I, I do think the comparison with Greg Olson is very interesting because 57 catches this year, it would be disappointing if he didn't get 57 catches this year, right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like Courtney Cronin, I think put out a month ago, a month and a half ago, she thought Robert Tunyon was going to be the one to get more production as far as catching the ball. Hmm. You know, I'm talking with Carm about it. Carm doesn't think that's going to be the case. But that's one of the things I'm going to be most interested to see at camp is how they run these two tight end sets. Who's going out into, you know, try to make plays on the ball and who's staying in to block. You know, it'll be interesting because when Robert Tunyon was with Luke Getze, you know, he had a career year. So now you bring him here, you know, it, it, he has ability, you know. See, to me, Robert Tunyon's always been sort of a boomer bust type player mm -hmm. where he has these games and some of them have happened to be like on Monday Night Football or something. He also had Aaron Rodgers throwing yeah, and, he, <laughs> and he would have these these big games where all of a sudden you're like, wait, who led tight ends and fantasy points this week? It was Robert Tunyon. Like, where did that come from? But I, and, and sometimes I think it's okay to think of this stuff in fantasy pers it, it perspective because I don't know, was, is Robert Tunyon a guy you wanted to keep playing every single week in your starting lineup in fantasy? No. Not necessarily. For, now, a, for the, a fleeting moment. At the same time, ago. Cole Komet, until basically parts of last season, was also not a re reliable player. In fact, at the beginning of the last season, yeah, people were cutting him for good reason because right. he didn't even have a, have a catch in the first game uh first or first two games was it something like that um remember he got that really slow start oh yeah i remember <laughs> because i started our post game show at one of the first two games and i defiantly said cole Komet sucks and then he <laughs> he shut me up as the year went on and and props to him for doing that but i i at that point i was kind of at the end of my rope with cole Komet to start last season because the year prior he had those drops for touchdowns and didn't have the kind of production I wanted. But as the season went on, he's starting to, he started to change my mind and it's just so hard to evaluate, you know, when you talk about, you know, the ineptitude of, of the roster last year. And so he's included in that. And so when you can, like, like I've said before, when you consider the production he did have under those circumstances, you know, it, it does kind of turn your head and you don't want to let homegrown talent go. That's the old adage, right? So, you know, we let him go and he goes somewhere else and his production productive. It's going to make us look bad. So, you know, you, you ideally like to keep him, but can they get him at the, the rate that Ryan Poles will want him is the question. Well, and this is where the, the timing of this conversation matters, right? So uh, another thing Jake just gave us was, if you look at Greg Olson through his four seasons, first four seasons, it was 20 touchdowns and just under 2000 
receiving yards. Uh, Cole Komet right now through three seasons at nine touchdowns and 1,400 yards. So th- to me, it's it would take a huge season from a touchdown standpoint to match that. You know, he's but let's say he does has a 10 touchdown season, which would be a great season. That sounds great. And sounds and, lovely. But 500, 600 receiving yards sounds completely realistic, I would think. The, the point being that after four seasons, Cole Komet could very much be right in that same ballpark as, as, as Greg Olson and a better blocker. Um, I think then it's a no brainer to extend him. But the question that w- is now is, do you extend them before you see those results? Well, and I think that's where the conversation is. That's, that's why it's, that's why it is a conversation. That's why Ryan Poles has, and Ian Cunningham, they got to be thinking about this stuff right now. I would, I would, I'm, I would lean towards extend them. Well, and as Brad Spielberger said, uh, like a week or so ago when he came on our show, it's not just do the bears want to extend them and should they, it's should Cole commit, take it, you know, it, it, right. When, Cause if he puts up those numbers, I was just talking about, he's going to give you more money. In the right. Offseason. It's, it's a risk. It's, it's, there's, you know, cause there's injury risk involved. And then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're getting money thrown at us. Whoa, no table dances are, from me today, but those aren't singles. Yeah, that's a twenty dollar bill. Our, there's our, another one that our, fell down too. I don't know what. Our fear, fearless well, forty dollars. Is Get this it. for the Cole Comet pot? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Hey, and that's the point: is should he take any kind of an extension right now, or bet on himself? There's some risk involved for him. If he, if he gets injured, what's Robert Tunyon going to do to the numbers that he had last year? So do you just take what you want now? I mean, we all know, you know, it's been well documented that he's a lifelong bears fan. He's from hometown. Is he comfortable here or is he going to play this out and see what, if he can get the most out of the market? Uh, all right. Well, it, I, we're going to keep watching that situation closely. I think that, <clears throat> if you look at who the candidates are to get an extension, perhaps before the regular season starts, Cole Komet's still up there. And I also think part of the conversation needs to be retaining your own guys. Good culture fits. Yes. Lawrence. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just have a few things to say. Are you guys, are you guys looking at the chat? Our guy Gary was uh, asking if you were looking at the chat. It's a little bit. So the longer we make make Gary wait, well, yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah. But he did throw us a super chat today. I know that's what I'm talking about. He wants to. Yeah. Keep us, uh, keep us as updated as possible in the chats. Cause it's a little bit harder with our setup. today. I feel like we need a monitor over here. I know it is weird to not have the monitor. Also, there's definitely cats in this house. Cause I am starting to get a little, uh, sniffly. So yeah. So we should, we should work on some Benadryl in this household. I think. But that's a whole other We're story. We're going to do every show on Benadryl okay. and just be passed out on the table. Perfect. Uh, Jake took a Zyrtec. Okay. I had this great <laughs> Cole Komet graphic. We never got to use it. I'm yeah, that's so okay. Upset. You know what? No, it's that, not okay. It is okay because this is what happens all the time, especially when Carm requests graphics and then the show goes a totally different direction and we don't even talk about the thing I made. That's so true. now you're learning. Yeah, I'm learning. Welcome. Yep. Well, you're doing a good job of filling the car roll today. Also, I can't, I can't, I don't know why I have these headphones that I'm holding on my head. They don't actually, I can't hear anything. So I, as long as you guys are hearing things, that's fine. I'm just listening to you out through okay. real life. Where did Carm go, by the way? Savannah. Oh, Savannah I, bananas. I don't know if he went to Savannah, Georgia, if there's another Savannah <laughs> I'm not aware of. The Sahara somewhere. Okay. 
I just I'm not happy with Carm because I went golfing the last two days and he doesn't believe the score that I put out there yesterday. Did you play 18? I played eight. And the first day I played nine yesterday. I doubled down. We went 18. What was your score yesterday? I ended up shooting a 96, 51 on the front, and then a 46 on the back. I got much better. And I haven't golfed in 25 years. It's been a long time. That's probably why he's doubting that score. I promise you. I I mean, I have witnesses, but, you know, he he's a hater. I mean, he's a professional hater, so I don't expect him to believe me. The, on the back nine, I had two pars. I chipped my first par that I've had in decades. I chipped in for par. My putting game is terrible, but everything else, I'm 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 there. Okay. Well, I'm better than I thought I'd be because I'm excited for the Cog Hill event. So that's that's why I'm practicing. And everyone should. Are you teeing up that graphic I have? I'm teeing it up, Lawrence. That's what we do here in the industry. I mean, we that technically that should be in the end of the second segment, but that's okay. We can talk about it. Well, it's actually not in the log today, so we're just we're just doing this. We're ripping it. We're gripping it and ripping it. Which is fine. Exactly what you should do uh, when you come out August 25th. Oh, today's Wednesday. Oh my God. Today is Wednesday wow. indeed. And August 25th, we are going to be doing our first ever CHGO kickoff classic. Uh, excited to be there at the famous Cog Hill golf course. It's uh, Cog. I hear a lot of Cog. Okay, Cog Hill, Cog Ag. Hill, Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> um, presented by Pins and Aces. Uh, we're excited for all of this. Uh, make sure you come out. If you become a diehard, you can get a discount on the event. It's going to be a lot of cool merchandise available, exclusive to that event, and some fun giveaways. Corey Wooten will be golfing uh, with us and and all of us here and 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 some of the other CHGO teams. So make sure you come out. I'm practicing. Get your practice in and come out August 25th for that, for sure. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. I'm excited. August 25th. It's going to be awesome. Nine o'clock. Uh, I'm going to be there. We're all going to be there. Um, the CHGO pins and aces polos. I can just tell you are going to be absolute. I'm excited for fire. it. Yeah. Because I've seen the ones that they had in at PHNX and DMVR and they look awesome. So I'm sure ours are going to be outstanding. And uh, those are included for all players. So go sign up. See all And uh, I'm excited to go. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's do it. All right. Also want to make sure you know about Lewis. You Lewis university has students just like you students that have full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms like Greg Braggs. Yep. You can go back to school, earn a respected degree at Lewis university, 35 miles Southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. It's ranked as one of us news and world reports, top tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts, offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. They make it easy for you. Their faculty bring real world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support, academic resources for all adult students. If you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. They have all kinds of programs uh, from computer science to aviation, maintenance, technology. You could do that business analytics, criminal justice, um, they have technology programs as well. You can check out computer science, 
which uh, is an eight-week session, can be completed within one year uh, with concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity. They have everything covered at Lewis U. So discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. That's right. And if you want to find the sunny side of life, make sure you visit a sunny side cannabis dispensary using the code CHGO25 for 25% off. Uh, just like the dispensary I walked by when I was at the Cubs game in Wrigleyville. They have some great stuff. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis jersey e- journey. Or jersey. E- or jersey. Cannabis jerseys. jerseys. They might have those, hey, too. If they got cannabis jerseys, I'd probably pick one up. Easy online, ordering and in-store pickup. Great, transparent, loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. <laughs> Which, did I say that right? You did. Did I? Yeah, congratulations. Was he saying Beloit wrong? I I almost I got scared. I got really scared. Were you gonna say Belois? Yeah. Because that's the French version. Yeah. And the former wrestler that shall not be spoken. No, that's Benoit. Yeah. Well, and then you just spoke him. Chris Uh, Antonacci used to call me Benoit. Okay. (laughs) Because there was a hockey player, Benoit Hogue. Yes. So I remember him. Yeah. Islanders, I believe. Yeah. And so he just called me Benoit. I feel like we've been uh, we, it's like we visited the sunny side before this read because we're all on the exactly because sunny side <laughs> makes you feel good just like the cubs made me feel good last night good work winning 17 to 3 yeah i got to be on the post game show check out my otani ran at the end it was fun <laughs> had some fun with that but they are the did best did you say thing. he sucks no i had a uh, nice rant but you'd have to go and tune in yeah, and find you out the the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by james beard award-winning chef mindy siegel and cresco labs gummies rechargeable vape pen and cart perfect for great moments with the crew reliable excellent cannabis consistent quality experience and availability of flower vapes concentrates and pre-rolls high supply offers quality weed that's always available buds are expertly grown lab tested and available in vape carts vape pens flower popcorn shake pre-roll shorties and concentrates Born on the West Coast, Floral Cal Farms is committed to rigorous pheno hunting and small batch cultivation practices that yield only the best results. So use the code CHGO25 for 25% off at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensaries. Great work. Did I? Good job. What was that? That was good. I like that. I just don't, I want to do right by my guys at Sunnyside. Hey, I uh, appreciate everyone. Uh, first of all, you guys doing such a great job while I was gone. Wait, hold on. The off-season is presented to us by ComEd. ComEd. ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. All of our off-season that's coverage right. always. It's almost not the off-season anymore, which is crazy to think about. But that's ComEd.com slash Powering Biz. That's right. Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, but great job by everyone f- while I was gone. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you guys enjoyed not having your meetings. Yeah. yeah, we had some meetings. We just didn't we have had a few. You know, it's scary. I missed you in the meetings because when Mark's running the meetings, oh yeah, that does sound. And his wild ideas of what we yeah. should talk about. It's probably better not having a meeting. It's very scary. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so let's let's talk about these uh, super chats that we had uh, before we 
get going here with uh we'll do jason mckenna first he said great show yesterday chiming in uh about running back pay last year we set the bears records and we're the best rushing team but we only won three games proof to not pay question mark thank you for the five bucks jason yeah i think it had more to do with the defense being terrible but um that's a fair point it's it's interesting the the giant situation to me is really fascinating because you have a team that basically paid a mediocre quarterback and is not paying their franchise running back who is different than most running backs. Like right. Saquon Barkley is different. He's he's if there is an exception to the running back rule, it should be him. And he's sitting there, I'm not getting paid, but they paid Daniel freaking Jones. And so it's it it's like at what point do you not follow just conventional wisdom? Because the, the cause I you throwing bad money at a mediocre quarterback, that also causes that probably causes a bigger problem than paying a running back too much money. Yep. And I so it's it's a weird situation there in New York. I, I, and I mentioned this yesterday and I, and I wish I didn't know we were going to bring this back up today, but I wish I would have went back and found the Mina Kimes, um, you know, research she did on this last year. Cause it was really interesting where she was showing that there's now an uptick going back the other way with the running game. I mean, everyone thinks it's because they don't run the ball as much that that's why the position is starting to get devalued, devalued. But I, I do think it's cyclical. I think that eventually what goes around comes around. Like I mentioned yesterday, there was a time where wildcat was all the rage and you you never see that anymore yeah. because it's a punch counter punch league. So right now defenses are now going to start backing up. They're going to start playing, you know, certain coverages to protect against the pass, which opens things up for the run game. So I do think, you know, it, you know, well, like in the NBA, the big man is gone, right? Is it ever going to come back? I don't know. I do think the run game is going to come back because in football, coaches are always trying to find that counter punch to what they're seeing. Yeah, I, but and I agree with that, and I think we're we still see that. I mean, look, there's plenty of good teams out there, including the including the Bears last year that ran the football well a, a lot, but. um the problem I think that running backs are dealing with is this idea that you could just plug in any running back into the system and get that production. And, and that's really where guys like Saquon Barkley, I think are getting screwed to some extent because they just go like, well, we trust our system so much. And that's sort of what the bears did this year. They're like, well, we don't need to pay David Montgomery. We'll just plug in Dante Foreman and this group of running backs. and It'll be fine. The other aspect I think of this, uh, of this too, is, I think there's an evolution of the position. What a running back was 20 years ago was more in the mold of David Montgomery, 200 carries only yeah. one, you know, carry for over 20 yards, but a bruiser and ground and pound, give him 25 carries and he gets better as the game goes on. Now it's more in the Alvin Kamara role. Right. And that's where you see Jameer Gibbs get drafted as high as he did and even B. John Robinson, but specifically with Jameer Gibbs, that versatility to be able to run the ball and catch it out of the backfield and give defenses a different look. I think running backs are going to evolve more into that mold more and more as we go. And then that will up the ante for how much they're worth to an offense and a team. Uh, was that the only super chat we had or we have a few more? Oh no, we had Gary. 
So okay. should we make Gary wait longer? No. Never. Oh, Gary let's, is let's my guy. Gary, Gary. Gary. All right. Gary threw us uh, four ninety nine. Thank you very much, Gary. We love you. Uh, he says, any chance Bears take a shot at Denzel Mims since Jets waving him and the Bears have priority one waiver claim through week three? Yeah, we were talking about this before the show. It's kind of nice that the Bears are in a situation where any bad to mediocre wide receiver gets let go. We don't have to be like, oh, should the Bears go get him? And, and I'm surprised Gary asked this because I, I, Gary's the the educated fan that's always checking me and my meatball takes. And I feel like this is something that would come out of my mouth. And I was reading it because it's natural instinct. I think for all of us as bears well, fans, and, and we were joking literally about did bring this. it up at about 11, right? Like, because oh, it is natural instinct when a wide receiver hits the market that bears fans immediately try to pounce all over it because we are always wide receiver desperate in this city. It is a weird feeling to think even when the DeAndre Hopkins stuff was going on, I think most bears fans, if you had taken a poll would said, we don't need him. And it's just such a odd feeling to say that. And so if we're saying it about DeAndre Hopkins, we're certainly saying it about Denzel Mims. Yeah. Look, I mean, this guy's struggled to stay healthy. Uh, his, catch to target ratio is really bad. Um, he's Nikhil Harry, right? Yeah. He he's, you know, we're talking about 23 catches as a rookie eight in 21, 11 and 22. I mean, I'm not completely dismissing it, but, but yes, you're bringing in somebody like Nikhil Harry. You're just taking a flyer on. And last year that was more of a necessity than right now. So I certainly wouldn't give up any type of draft capital like the bears did for Nikhil yep. Harry. Uh, Gary suggesting that, uh, he could battle Velas and, and Pettis, et cetera. And that plus we don't know the health on Mooney and Claypool. Look, if he, if he's a free agent in in basically cheap minimum, like, sure. Why not? I mean, it's training camp. You have a, a big roster. You can throw a guy like that in there and just see if a change of scenery makes a difference. But um, so there's not necessarily any downside there. Uh, and it certainly does sound like that. The jets are going to release him. I guess he didn't pass the Aaron Rodgers test. Yeah. Can I, real quick on Hard Knocks, since that's your deal? Mm, that's my deal. Because That's your deal. Well, like, Schefter came out and, like, hinted that the Jets are going to try to restrict access. Yep. Like, this is the funniest thing in the world to me. You signed Aaron Rodgers basically as a publicity stunt. Yeah, but did you hear the access specific that they're going to try to restrict? What? Was, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit, so it's okay. You were on the boat. But um, <laughs> that <laughs> I, I was on the boat. It's okay. Yeah. It's a reasonable yeah. excuse. Yeah, but we did touch off. on this yesterday. And the reason the, the thing they're going to restrict is uh, showing players getting cut because the players felt that that's inhumane was the quote. Which players thought that? That's what the report was. I, I assume the cut ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, well, I will say this. I think it, the show has been getting repetitive. Mm -hmm. Like you could, you could almost pick out in the first episode, the obscure players and the, oh, they're going to build this guy up and then break our hearts. And right. The fifth episode when they caught him, like you can, it's, it, it was getting too repetitive. That's why I thought last year's season was really good. Cause it was different. Right. Um, they need to lock a cameraman in a dark room with Aaron Rodgers for four days before training camp yeah. starts. That's how it should start. Well, that's my big question. And I, then like by day three, Rodgers is feeding him like nine 11 conspiracies. I think that would be must see hard. <laughs> well, I am curious to see how much Rodgers is going to be featured because they've certainly had seasons where like the quarterback just doesn't really want to be on the show and they barely include him. Right. 
And if Rogers takes that hard stance, and I have no idea if he will, but he's also such a yeah narcissist that he'll probably it's gonna be interesting to see which route he takes. Obviously, yeah. they'll document his practice, but will he have like the one-on-one camera time? Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, I, I know you guys talked a little bit about this while I was gone, but I, I really liked quarterback on Netflix. Right. I, I thought um and I had heard from a couple people who worked on the show um while they were actually filming the stuff last year, they were like, this is going to be really good. And, and yeah, slightly biased opinion there, but it lived up to it watching it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've had fun over the years, kind of dogging Kirk cousins a little mm-hmm. bit. It, the reality is I actually do have some respect for him. Cause I think he's a, he's definitely a player that is limited more in talent that, like if you just look at to me, there, there was a huge difference between Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota in terms of how obsessed they are with the game. Yep. Didn't that come off? Like, and I'm not even I'm not knocking Mariota. I'm halfway that. through the second episode, right? Oh, okay. Now. So I've still got a ways to yeah. go. I'm zero percent through. But it's yeah. really good. It <laughs> well, is really well, in episode three is when you really start to gain a lot of respect for really all of them and what they go through, the, yeah. the beating. I mean, I would have loved to see the behind the scenes on Justin Fields last year. And well, they and, renewed yeah. uh second season reportedly, and I'm banging the drum that Justin Fields should be one of those three quarterbacks. I mean, who better for I a think story? it would be great. I hope if Justin Fields and his people people wanted to do it and he seems they seem like they're i think he'd want to do it too because you know this narrative that is your guy george gonna let him do it right because how much i mean the team has a huge say if it's allowed right see it's like if justin fields approaches george mccaskey and says i want to do this yeah and then george blocks him from doing this well be, be well because of how hard against they are being on hard knocks i think that there would be some pushback um when in reality like but kevin warren now in the fold and if if it was because would it be where would it be how quarterback approaches justin fields and then justin fields approaches them or does quarterback approach the team before they talk to justin fields I, i don't know that process um, I, would, I, I don't know the process either. It's such a new show. I would show. think it'd be the player they'd approach first. But if you first. actually watch the show, I don't know how much of a distraction it even is. A lot of it is the production of the show. A lot of it is game footage, mm-hmm. mic'd up footage, which they do anyway. The Bears put out mic'd up videos all the time. NFL Films is all over all these games. Right. That would not be anything additional. Um, interviews they did... It seemed like in chunks, maybe once or twice throughout the season, and then at the end of the year. Because if you look at like what the players are like, what what uh, Patrick Mahomes is wearing in his interviews, like you could tell that a lot of the narration interviews that are spliced into the show yep. were all done in chunks, like just a few times. Sure, and then they're every, wearing the same. Stuff. And then almost everything else was outside of the building at Kirk Cousins' house in Michigan, or you know um, Patrick Mahomes' new house, which looks incredible. I don't know how much of the, it it doesn't seem like it's a very invasive in the building type of deal. Sure. Um, So I would hope the bears will be open to it. I, it would be fascinating to watch because there was just so much. Again, like I think that fields would really welcome it because this narrative that he's, you know, a limited quarterback, I'm sure he feels differently. I'm sure he looks at it like, no, what I've had to work with is limited. And that's why my production is limited. And so I want to show people what the work that I put in on a personal level 
and and try to you know help my stock as I approach a new contract. Well, I'm going to give you one example of one of the things you learned in the show that's really interesting. A um, little bit of spoiler spoiler alert since you haven't gotten to episode three, but episode three, uh, a lot of it's on the that crazy Vikings Bills game. Remember last year where they they didn't get in on the quarterback sneak and then Josh Allen fumbled the ball and yeah. the Vikings recovered it for yes. a touchdown and then the Bills still went down and sent it to overtime and then the Vikings ended up winning it. Justin Jefferson made that incredible catch on fourth and 18. One of the best games of the year. The quarterback sneak that the Vikings didn't get in on that led to Josh Allen fumbling the ball at the goal line, Cousins called that on his own. And didn't get in, and they were not happy with him over. Wow, because <laughs> because Kevin O'Connell was like, "I could have given you a better formation, dude." Right, like it's not it's it wasn't a terrible idea. It was just, but that's why you got to trust your coach. Like, so those are the little things that are in that show that are, and then Kirk's talking about it, which is also cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like made a critical error. And meanwhile, that entire game he's dealing with these ribs, this rib injury he's dealing with. Well, you could see in the first, you know, episode and a half that I'm through where he was like really trying to get comfortable with the playbook and learning the new system. Cause he says at one point, you know, I had to eat it here and they just run the ball and it's Mm -hmm. three and out. And he, he saw the, a defensive look that he knew he should have done something different, but didn't know what he didn't check. He didn't make it. We're just going to eat it. and I'm going to walk off. So, you know, those are the things I think fans sometimes take for granted. Now, did they talk to him about, uh, what is it? The, uh, fourth and seven where he threw a three yard out to end the season. Was that, do they get to that? Uh, they do. Sweet. Yeah. They do say how much. And, and, and I will, I will say, I, I still probably would have thrown the ball up to Justin Jefferson in double coverage there, but I understand the thought process of why they explain that. Why? Cause Justin was in double coverage and he thought the better option was to throw it underneath the Hawkinson and hope that Hawkinson missed a, made a mistake. It's a one-on-one, which, which is, which is possible, but it obviously looked horrible when you're watching it live. Like really a lot of people in our chat are, are upset because they they like cousins now that he's yeah yeah he's definitely becomes off likable but I'm still gonna talk shit about him on the season as starts, you should so. but yeah but if you really look at it from a football standpoint like there's plenty of moments in that show that also validate the idea that he's and, and nothing changes they're not winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins it's right. not gonna happen right so and this is why I think it's probably gonna be his last year there uh, they didn't add on they didn't tack on more guaranteed money good for him for how much money he's been able to make um look he's to a point he's a player that you definitely got to have respect for and i think that that does come through in the show i I, from just an entertainment standpoint i thought his story was the most interesting you like that wow i like that he like hugged like that um now mahomes it's just sort of interesting because it's Mahomes, and he's, but it's also like exhausting how good he is sometimes. Right. <laughs> well, that that was the thing that I took the first. I'm like, Mahomes is this maniac to be the greatest ever, mm-hmm. and Kirk Cousins is sitting by the fire trying to Zen mode yeah, his mistakes out of his. There's mind. some weird stuff with Cousins too that that is interesting, and then Mariota's just sort of like Mariota. Mariota's almost just like awkwardly in this show. Yeah, and. But I just like he's kind of awkwardly in the league at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's the Eagles. But back that's on the that. thing about these 
series and hard knocks and the 1920 stuff the bears put out and just going to training camp itself. The thing that has always made me more invested as a football fan is getting to know, understand these players on a different level, what they're, we all want them to win games. We all want to win a super bowl as fans, but when you watch these guys work, you learn to appreciate some of the different angles and, and players at the back end of a roster and, I, that stuff I think gets overlooked because of, you know, what, you know, the production we want to see in the season from the team and a specific player. So that this time of year, that's what it's about is, is getting to know these players from a different lens and appreciating that. All right. Well, I got a few more things I want to touch on for my time off. Uh, but first take on the sun with gear built to last. Definitely what I've been doing the last few weeks, our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. I've got a few of them. Keep one in the, the car, one on the boat, one ready to go at all times. you got to have your Shady Rays. And uh, because they're so affordable, you can afford to do that, especially when they have deals that include getting two pairs uh, with one being 50% off. They're durable frames. And then the best thing is, is they have the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Cause if you happen to break one, drop one in the water, whatever you lose them, you break them. They replace them. No questions asked. It's that easy. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customer, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. And if you don't love your Shady Rays for some reason, which you will, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back, and this is exclusive for our listeners. The deal you want to take advantage of, Shady Rays, giving out their best deal of the season by going to shadyrace.com and using code CHGO, you get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Yep. They're as good as it gets warm on my way up here uh, to preparation H studios. <laughs> F O C O. What does that spell? Lawrence. Uh, FOCO. That's right. It spells FOCO. Use code CHGO on all non-presale items with our guys over at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's baseball season. Uh, come on out to our Cubs, Sox, uh, Crosstown events coming up July 26th, first one, and then uh, August uh, 16th at Wrigley. Get your Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Set decorations like you see at our CHGO studios. They've donated so many great bobbleheads and things. Yes, Lawrence. I'm just wondering if if, if uh, Studio H has any Foco items behind them. There's a lot of uh, there's, fun there's some there's some bobbleheads, but well, I the think bob- those are these, yeah. These bobbleheads came straight from the Bears. That's great. And set. De- <laughs> well, there's a 100 year celebration. Yeah, there's were, a whole collection. I got them all too. But Foco um, had that's where you. I mean. Foco got, got yeah. you covered. Foco's got you covered with even better bobbleheads. And make sure you pick up a few awesome pieces. We'll have these removed. Go show them yeah. some love. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non pre sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. By the way, that map behind Bragg's left shoulder. Yep. Um, I don't know if we're going to keep that there or not because it's there is some gl- glare, but. That actually going to glare my bald head. So that maps from the fifties. Like it's an authentic, like 
came out in the 50s. So if you actually look at it, it's a map of Chicago, mm-hmm. but like some of the roads are different. Like Lakeshore Drive goes around Soldier Field. Yeah. Like it used oh, is it to. the scary S curve? Like you can like actually, you could spend a long time looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember how it actually oh, yeah. split and went around? Yeah. You see kids when. I'm not that old. When, no, I don't yeah. remember that. Back in the day. You were born in the 50s like Carm. Yeah. Carm understands back in the day, kids, you may not know this, but when you drove around and you traveled and you got lost, you had to use maps like this to find your way home yeah. or to your friend's house yeah. and by or the way, even to Wrigley Field. It was easier because you didn't you did just that before have you left a and you knew in your head what with you were Google doing. Maps who would give you the fastest, you know, you know, wait route to get there. You had to like look through okay, old this man. and Shut it was up. not easy. Did you know he did you see him bald by the way? It's it's starting to grow I mean, back. This is not though. bald. This is like your hair yeah. does grow pretty fast. Yeah, my hair does grow fast. He was, uh, hair? was an interesting is, look. Does my hair grow faster than others? I Just mean, a I regular like... Rain McNally private pile with your maps and yeah. Yeah. People yeah, can just look well, at the map. I can do a map breakdown. I found that while you guys go to lunch. So <laughs> what that was one of those maps like where it's all folded up, like you yeah. usually buy them yeah. at a gas station, but it was in a uh a random antique store in Scandia, Minnesota, like probably bought it 10 years ago. And I was like, that's super cool. I'm going to buy that and frame it. That's great. It's a good map. Um, I do have super chats if you want to get to those, or I know we've got other. Well, the only, I do have one question. We we, we got through most of it already, but I do have one question for my, uh, because the one time I deviated from my unpluggingness was when we got this sudden urgent message from uh, the overlords at, all city mm-hmm. and we had to like download threads and get on thread. Is that thread still a thing? It's our, ba- it's our backup. Hardly. You know how you, you know, you got a backup plan or threads you know, sort of lasted about 36 hours. It's still there. We, cause we, I was at, the, Oh, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's an insurance policy in case Twitter yeah. crashes. No, it's not going to overtake Twitter, but if Twitter crashes, we now have something in place in threads to replace it immediately. Yeah. But, because the other options before threads weren't, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg essentially just copied off. Yeah, of but he didn't the because Twitter I, template. what I really it's want, exactly what Twitter, but is. I really, but it's not because I want to go how back to how not? Twitter used to be, where it was, these are the people I follow. This is what I see, which was the whole point of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then on threads that first day, it was like, who, what is, I don't know who all these people are. Why well, because because this? Threads is linked to your Instagram account. No, no, no. They they were force feeding random people into your feeds, which is what like the downfall Twitter is right now. Okay, I don't like that. Mm. I understand that it was all my Instagram right. followers. That part I understood, but I don't know. Anyway, I was at the uh, Twins Royals game that night w- with my son and my cousin and my uncle, and all of a sudden it was like I got to do this all right now. And yeah, for some I reason I did it. Nine first few days I was posting on there. I was like, all right, I'll come back if we need it. But right now we don't. Okay, just Twitter will live forever. Yeah. All right, yeah. don't Shut. think so. My guy Elon. Ugh. What do you got there? <laughs> Your guy. Super chats. I, I, I okay, let's uh, get fine. to a couple super chats here, real fast. Let me just do that. And okay, Cornelius. Uh, thank you, Cornelius Pryor. Name a surprise player to make the team this year. Surprise player, man, you guys surprise. are putting me on the spot. I, was gonna say, don't I know we haven't even started. This is a great Can I watch some practices. Yeah, yeah three. Pra- this is oh, a great no question. Way. After we see three practices, well, I, my my dark. Can my I go back to Crookshank? Well, my dark horse take <laughs> is that Tyson Badgett's the starting quarterback. All right, it's a joke. Oh, oh, my, oh God. my God, I, I almost oh, fell out of my chair. Fine, Peterman. 
Let's not put that into the or ether. Surprise! It's a joke. Okay, who uh, surprise player to make the team? I'm going Crouchank. Well, sweet name. Yeah. Returnability. And Do not the need... same as the last Crookshank we had? Different Crookshank? No, is Valus on the hot seat? I don't personally no. think so. But if he was, you have a guy in Crookshank who can return kicks. Well, look, Dane Crookshank. Crux- that's the one you're thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Aaron Crookshank started his college career at Wisconsin, and he was a pretty dangerous oh, here player. We here we go. Yeah. Never mind. I don't no. know around us. I don't know. He transferred <laughs> to Rutgers. Okay, he's, he's, he's dead. I hate to Rutgers too. So, yeah, but yeah. he's uh, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But I'm telling you, he actually is very dangerous with the football. I just don't know. I, I didn't really. Well, I don't know. Do you watch much Rutgers football? No. Yeah, so I don't. I I know he was decent there, but I haven't. He, he's a good returner, though. I will say that he's wearing 84, Rodrigo Patterson's number. Okay. He's obviously not that big. He's five nine, uh, one sixty five. That's what he's listed at. But he could be a dangerous player. I that one's interesting. I wouldn't rule that one out completely. I that's one of the dark horse players I am interested to watch in uh, camp for sure. A couple of people suggesting Leatherwood. Yeah, and the and the wide receiver I was yeah. trying to think of a couple of years ago from Gary, Indiana, uh John Vea Johnson. Remember he was going oh. off because Fields was the third string quarterback at the time. Oh, it feels so was, he was just yeah. ripping it to John yeah. Vea Johnson. I was like, this guy is the next Randy Moss. Um <laughs> yeah he was right there with randy i think what was the one you just said i'm sorry leatherwood leatherwood i see i tr- i see that trending in the other direction i don't i don't know i'll give you a corner michael ojamudia or moutier according to uh our resident hawkeye nicholas mariano mm-hmm. he's interesting to me because he's been getting he was getting some some reps with the ones. Now he's a little bit older. He's twenty six. He's been in the league for four years already. But um, that's another guy. I wouldn't be completely shocked if he ends up on the on the roster. All right, let's do this other super chat. Uh, this one's from Doug Van Dorn, great friend of the show, for five bucks. He says, I'm "Not hearing a lot about O line depth. Do you think Poles is likely to add some depth there before training camp starts?" Wouldn't shock me at all. I could see another. Um, even if it's like uh, I know we bring up like the Riley Reef signing last year, right? Um, but uh, Michael Schofield type, even you know, just a a guy who's been in the league. Um, it would almost surprise me if something like that doesn't happen. Uh, and and again, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be before Tuesday. Um, it's nice to get these guys in as early as possible, but some of these guys that have been in the league, they don't want to be in the first couple of weeks of training camp. Right. Those are the hardest days <laughs> of the year. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't be surprised if there's an, if these additions don't happen till even like the week of the first preseason game or second preseason game. And, you know, Gary has mentioned it several times in our chats. Uh, he wants George Fant. Somebody to accept that role because I definitely think Larry Borum is on the hot seat. You know, we're talking about who's going to make the team. I think Larry Borum has a very good chance of being cut if he's not. He also has a very good chance of solidifying himself as a swing tackle. Well, but But, they, they, but to your your point, he needs to perform well. Right. Uh, And the final press conference they had after um, minicamp, you know, the last question that Matt Eberflus answered was about Larry Borum. And he said, this is a big month and a half for him to get in shape and be ready for camp. Like he phrased it in a way it was where he was talking about 
his conditioning. I'd have to go back to get the exact quote, but it felt like he was calling Larry Borum out. So it's kind of put up or shut up time for Larry. When you consider the defensiveness he took to drafting Darnell, Wright, Tweeting something about it and then deleting it. Like, is he going to be somebody that accepts his role as a swing tackle or can you find a veteran that's more willing to embrace that? And, and, and Larry gets put on the chopping block cutting line. Uh, anything else? No, that's it for Super Chats. My wife's texting if any of us want anything from McDonald's, so in case Ugh, you want to get McDonald's. those orders in. Uh, can we Can we do a little – is that all we got around? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Every time I drive by Taco Bell, a tear streams down my eye. Yeah, I can see that. The great thing of where we are right now is you could literally pretty much get anything. So it's just half an hour away. Oh, Jake says lunch is on him. I, yeah. yeah. Let's oh, – with the 40 – well, at least $40 worth. Yeah. Yeah, we that's the coal. That's <laughs> yeah, Cole's Comet. This is for Cole Comet's lunch. Yeah, uh, Cole's cash. Yeah. Uh, all right. Was that it? We're good. Yeah, that's good. That's um, I'm good. I think yeah, we did I a think, show. I think it's here. Yeah. Hopefully, the first five minutes is okay in the podcast world. Yeah, it's preseason. Yes. Yeah. This is like the first day of training camp for. Uh, um, I'm gonna give my shout out to my wife. Tomorrow's our 10 year anniversary. Oh my you God. Just oh, had nice. your I just went year anniversary. That. I hope you it don't seems have like everybody. You just yes. had your 10. Uh, Lawrence had his 10 no, year. I'll, that's why I'm leaving. It's coming up. Yes, that's right. Lawrence's 10 year anniversary is coming up. You just had yours. Eight days. And, I, and mine is tomorrow. Hope I make it. We've wow. been together 20 years, 10 year anniversary tomorrow, five years of being parents. Why the hell did you wait 10 years? <laughs> she needed to vet me out. <laughs> 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 there was a vetting process there. I had some growing up to do. <laughs> some good patience by her. Yeah. Well, nice. yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have. Uh, yeah, we're going to a John Party concert tomorrow. That's why I wore the John Party shirt. We're country fans. Shouldn't you have saved it for tomorrow? No, you don't wear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't, you don't wanna, wear. Yeah. When you go to a concert, there's this unwritten rule that you don't wear the singer's shirt at the concert you're going to. Really? Why do they sell it there? Well, for the next well that's even worse. If days. you buy a shirt there and then yeah. wear it immediately, that's even worse. Like if you, Why? Like, let's, and this is just an unwritten rule with concert stops. I don't agree <laughs> the with The thing them. about unwritten yeah. rules is most of them, they're unwritten yeah, for a reason. They, right. They're so, dumb. But that's the word on the street is that if you want to be cool. I oh, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. Or you, and you also don't listen to the artist as you're driving to the venue or from. Yeah. Got to. Yeah, there's rules. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that one. I I don't necessarily agree. With I don't that. really. I haven't followed either, so I don't know. I have another John Party shirt. I might wear tomorrow. So we'll see. party on, Greg, as uh, Chris Gura puts in the chat. Yeah, I do love. Uh, there was one thing I was going to give you shit for because you invited us to cul-de-sac, which I really yeah. still appreciate. That, oh, that was a great party. But you didn't tell us when there was going to be a free concert. Uh, Brothers Osborne, even closer. Yeah. Why didn't you give us a heads up on that one? Definitely should have came to that. Well, I didn't get an invite. I didn't know about it until you were there. It was literally awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. A lot of fun. Well, let me know when Brothers Osborne's going to be here. You didn't text me the whole time you were gone. I know you were texting Carm. I was not actually. I wouldn't. He called me. He called me and apologized for calling me about the Fitz thing, as you can imagine. Oh, that's true. But you would be surprised. There really weren't that many messages exchanged okay 
All right, well, shout out to everyone in the chat. Thanks for bearing with me on this. Give us a like on the way out, please. Yeah, uh, yeah no, for real. Thank you for sticking with us. We're testing some stuff out today. It's going to be awesome for training camp. And uh, yeah, especially for you because you're home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, get those likes over 200. I, I can no longer threaten the chat. I'd been, while you were gone, I'd been threatening the chat. Like if they didn't get over X amount of likes. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say you weren't allowed back? to come back? Yeah, that's right. And here you here are. You are. Did we well, make it? We, we had been doing well. Yeah. I feel yeah. like uh, we're getting a little bit today. Or I feel I like s- that would have just resulted in a lot or of dislike. Hogue back on the boat. Yeah. Or you could lock him in his basement. But I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, there's exit points. All right. We're out of here. Back tomorrow, though, it'll be uh, Nicholas Moriano and myself on a fine Thursday. And uh, looking forward to it. Counting down to training camp. Almost there. Talk to you tomorrow.